It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. I'm James Smith in Austin, and Joe Linehan is in San Antonio, as usual. I, I, I mispronounced that. San Antonio. How are you, Joe? You don't live that far away from San Antonio, James. <laughs> Joe, you, you, have to, you have to tell me. Like I feel guilty about it. I've been to San Antonio less than 10 times, and I've lived here on and off since 2011. That's okay. Is it? I mean, I mean, is that considered uh, bad form? Uh, San Antonio is one of those cities where I couldn't wait to get away from whenever I was growing up. <laughs> right. It was like, it's, it's like a tourist town, but then, you know, I've been working to get back here for, for the last four or five years. People so. love it there. What are you talking about? And I, and I hate it whenever people say San Antonio. I don't know why. San Antonio? It. Yeah, it's San Antonio. It's, it's, say the whole thing. That's like in California, you can't say Frisco, which is, which is I actually agree with that because it's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, you can't call San Francisco Frisco, which I think is probably the, the right idea. All right, well, I'll, I'll make my way down there more than I have in the past. Well, the welcome to Texas shootout was going to be my next, uh, my next definite foray into San Antonio. But so that'll be in May of 2021. Oh, good to know. All right. Well, you broken news right here. Okay. No, it's always it's always normally uh, the Memorial Day weekend. I get it. I just you sounded so certain about it, you know, and that's a as certain re- as anything else that's right. going on right now. There you go. That's reassuring, actually. Okay. Um, speaking of certain, here's a segue for you. Uh, the Central Texas Festival. We have. What do you, do you want to call it confirmation? I guess we do. I mean, it's going to happen. It's uh, over the course of two weekends. We talked about it in the last couple of weeks, but now it's even more solidified. And uh, you've got a bunch of team entries, right? Because Joe here is the uh, tournament organizer, tournament manager. What is it called? Director. Tournament director. Right. Whatever. So um, <laughs> tell us more. Like, what, do we, what is it that we have looking to, to look forward to? And I can add some stuff because my club is one of the local hosts. Yeah, so we are, I mean, it is now, it, it when we had the podcast last week, it was only going to be over the over the first weekend of October. We've had to, to move it a little bit because of some pool constraint issues. Um, so the 14s and 12 and unders are going to be on October 3rd and 4th at the Elizabeth uh, Milbourne Pool. It's gonna, the local host is going to be Zilla. And then the older kids, the 18s and 16s, are going to be um, the following week in October 10th and 11th at your pool in Round Rock. Yeah. And the local host will be Aquatex. That's so. Right. Um, I, we did send out all the tournament kind of info uh, last week to everybody. We did change the name to the, to the central Texas uh, festival. Cause yeah, it's, why? it's, it's going to be a festival type tournament. I don't even know. So what that means. there's not going to be placing games. It's just, everybody's going to get entered and they're all going to get four games against other light teams. So we're going to try to avoid blowouts and stuff like that. And, um, and just hopefully everybody has a, has a very good experience. So, you know, we're, yeah, we're still tr- trying to finalize the, uh, like the, like the social distancing guidelines, but we talked a little bit about that last week, you know, like there's teams are not going to uh, necessarily switch at halftime or they're not going to do kind of handshakes. Everybody's going to have to wear masks. It's going to be kind of limited spectators, but you know, it's going to be for all the people that are involved right. from the athletes, to coaches, to spectators, to referees. So, um, and everybody's going to know before they come. So these yes, are the we, things, yeah, these are the things I don't know anything about is that the word festival actually has meaning like, a, or, or what it, what we had as a tentative title was a shootout or showdown or something like that. And, uh, and I didn't realize that that implied something. Yeah. Like a championship type tournament is okay. where it is kind of, is going to be where you're going to play for to a placing. Then a festival is just come and play games. So there's a festival format and then there's a championship type. I format. did not even know that, but that's why you make the big bucks organizing these tournaments. And you've gotten feedback, not just from teams from Texas. Is that right? 
Yeah, there's. I mean, there's been some interest from teams from California that yeah that might possibly come up. But I think as we talked about last week, you know, it is a big step from getting all the tournament kind of info, going to your parents, or and organizing your team, deciding that yeah that you're going to go, and then also paying the team entry fee. So I can yeah, and making that commitment. We're we, we are coming because you know people have to travel. People have to go stay in hotels. Yeah, there is a lot to think about. I mean, it, there's a lot to do to think about from the tournament organization standpoint, but it's even more to think about from a um, team. And I'm bringing my club across the state or across the country, maybe yep. to come and play in this event. I can tell you for a fact, Gold Coast Water Polo has uh, tweeted. Um, a, a an update. Gold Coast Water Polo is up, in, I think, Thousand Oaks area. I think that's what you said. And they just tweeted within the last couple hours an update on the Texas tournament. So they are most definitely interested in coming. I hope they do. Yeah. And I mean, it'd be great. And all are welcome. The entry deadline, the team entry deadline is September 25th. We do, we, I mean, we're probably end up going to have anywhere between five to maybe eight teams per division. And if we get a little bit more, we have ways to expand the tournament here or there. But, but like, you know, going to the two separate weekends really helped out with a little bit more flexibility as far as the planning and organization of the event, but it's also going to allow to maximize our team entries as well. So we're not going to be limited to only five teams or something. That's really cool. And I'm not just sucking up to Joe. That's the, that change was huge because I mistakenly told a team from outside of the state that uh, it was more than likely that they wouldn't be able to enter because we didn't think, I didn't think we were going to have sufficient space for them, but I turned out to be wrong. And I'm very happy about that. And we will see. I mean, again, um, whoever wants to come play, they, they, they all know the rules and they, and they all know like, like, you know, it's going to be outdoor pools. It's in Texas. It could be very, very cold. It could be very, very hot. Yep. Um, there's always the COVID aspect of it and yep. the, and the, and the questions and the safety guidelines, they have, just have to choose. And if they're going to play, they're going to play and we're going to have a full contact water pool tournament. Yeah. So everybody's going to know what they're getting into be- yeah, kind of before they come. So, Hey Joe, what's the reason? And I'm putting you on the spot, but I know you can handle it. So 18 and unders and 16 unders play as a single, um, bracket or whatever you want to call it. Right. Is, is yeah. if you separated them, what would be the problem with that or what 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 does that cause we're just doing an 18 16 under boys division one division yeah prize college boys and one division prize college girls mainly because we don't know how many teams are going to enter okay that's what so, i wanted I, mean, I didn't want to have 18 u division and a 16 u division to have two teams per and then have to kind of put them together okay and, that makes and sense right now we might end up if we have a whole bunch of teams we might end up with a quote-unquote b division or or like or something like that but right now it's that doesn't really matter because it can be a festival type event and we want to make sure teams get to play other teams that are going to be similar level that's beautiful seriously so, and i mean it's 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 yeah it's all about just providing the opportunity and just kind of seeing who's going to take advantage and uh yeah i mean it, it there's i don't know this is the great experiment james no, you. That's. I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to put you on the spot because uh, other tournaments that you've organized have been done that way, and I was not particularly uh, um, familiar with the idea of just combining those two groups. I didn't know why. You know, basically why that happened. That makes perfect sense. Like, like if if if, if this if we did this event um, last year, yeah, we, were, we yeah there would be an 18 year old boy. It's as like uh like a 16 year old boys we might okay. have to combine with girls because there's not that many girls clubs yeah understood out there yeah. so um but for this particular event i just wanted to keep it simple we had four divisions enter and we'll and we'll make sure you get games Let's see we talk strike 
directly to the source of the information about this. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm 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 stoked. Really pleased about this. Uh, in fact, everything is all lining up. We're going to talk about ODP at Round Rock uh, later, although we've sort of covered that in pretty great detail. But first, this is Joe's favorite part. I'm I'm using this podcast to pitch my other one, which is the brand new spanking new total water polo pod podcast it is live and uh you can find it on apple once apple says you're a podcast boy you're really you've really made it so we're out there um the first one features uh, michael rondazzo who's been writing for total water polo for me for some time he's a freelancer so he, he he's uh you can find his work in all over the place but to he's done a lot for total water polo and he um interviewed two Australians. One is Nyoka Thomas, who's the first freshman, uh, first non-American recruited to the UC Irvine women's team ever, which was stunning to me. I actually had no idea. I, I don't know why. Um, but her and, and her dad at the same time, and her dad was the captain of the Australian national team uh, at the 2004 Olympics and played in the 2000 Olympics and was a huge pro at Barcelona for a lot of years. Um, and then I got a chance to speak to a really interesting guy, the new coach at Westcliff University in Irvine. And there is a Texas connection here, Joe, which is Westcliff is a probably a quite good opportunity for a lot of Texas players if they're interested in the curriculum that they offer there. So I spoke with um, uh, Coach Jipov from Bulgaria, who's the coach there, and we went over all of his background and what's going on at a, at a university that was founded in Irvine, which is... 20 minutes south of uh, where I grew up, and I had never heard of it, not a single time. So anyway, yeah, th that's all out there. And uh, Joe, you're going to listen to that as soon as you possibly can, right? At TotalWaterPolo.com, right? TotalWaterPolo.com podcast. Yep. So, And then you said something else about gear? We finally, well, so I, I, this sounds snarky. I, I have to back off. Wright Sports, who I've used for my club and has done some other things, and they make suits, they make caps, and so on. Um, they've been very good to my club, but they basically shut down production for uh, because they started making masks. So I think they made 600,000 masks or some crazy amount. Um, and so they've been too busy, really, to deal with water polo-related gear. But both Total Water Polo and TX Water Polo I'm going to say have a store that's open on the website. It's literally actually not yet, but it takes me such a short period of time that by the time this is out there, that'll be done. So you can find some shirts. You can find towels, suits. Dude, you should look at the suits, both male and female suits for Total Water Polo and TX Water Polo. You can uh, go to the website and check that out. And, uh, you know, we get a little piece of what comes out of there. But more, it's a matter of just showing your support for one of these two fabulous brands. All right. Well, good. What and, size suit are you, Joe? And we will go to, um, we were, we will get back to Texas uh, topics here after the break. No, this is Texas too. It all, it's all, it's all encompassing. It's all part of the same brand. The whole reason that TX water polo exists is because total water polo started it. So it, it's, it's, it, we're, we're simpatico, man. Like it's, it's both of us are on the same team. Yes, we are. I was trying to give you a way to get to the next segment. The so. se you were? <laughs> I didn't realize we had another next segment. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we'll go and talk a little bit more about ODP. Again, about the Tiska meeting. There's some more uh, stuff that we wanted to, to mention about that right after this. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. 
Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. James and Joe back with you on the TX Water Polo Podcast. Notice I didn't say the Total Water Polo Podcast. I, I, I have to actually consciously think of that because when I was talking with people for the other one, I was... So used to saying TX Water Polo Podcast, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm able to make those distinctions. Um, wanna, uh, we like to cover how things are changing uh, with COVID rules and how, how we're adapting to all of them. And one of the pieces of news, again, involved me. It's a little bit inside baseball, but uh, our friends over at the club called Zilla in uh, Austin uh, started to host extremely unofficial and very fun scrimmages. So we did the first one on Saturday with my team from Aquatex, so two teams. We did sort of uh, 14 and unders, kind of, and then high school kids and under. And, and it was fantastic. Like, I cannot tell you how much our athletes, they had, they had these huge smiles on their face and when they found out that they're going to actually have physical contact and actually play water polo against another team it was so so where was it oh was it in cedar park or round rock it was in cedar park at that at the milburn pool the one that you mentioned earlier where um half of the tournament for the central texas festival will be taking place um it's a perfectly fine facility it's uh outdoors we still had to wear masks uh there were there were parents around, kind of, but they were very well distributed. Um, you know, the, I, apparently Cedar Park people will come by every once in a while and chat with uh, Pascal and say, look, you know, you got to help. Pascal's the head coach at, uh, at Zilla and just say, you know, these guys are a little too close together. Why don't you get them apart? That kind of thing. So, um, but it all worked out super well, except it was hot. Oh boy, was it hot. But uh, aside from that, it was a really, I was, Joe, it was so amazing to be back and playing actual water polo. I am, I am sure. I have seen the same thing down at Aqua Swift. I've heard the same thing about some other clubs. So it's, yeah, I'm, I mean, kids, kids want to play. Parents want to cheer for something. And it's and that just shows a little bit of progress, kind of moving forward. Yeah, so, I think that's and, the key. And, I mean, hopefully in a responsible manner. So it's a responsible manner that's appropriate to wherever whatever the locality says. Absolutely right. Correct. And your because your your team is not yet, or your facility really is not re- ready to allow for physical contact yet, right? For what? For your for your uh, Lone Star. Um, oh yeah, the the, the developmental clubs. Yeah. I mean, not not quite there yet, but yeah. they're moving in that direction. Okay. So. And this is only going to help because, you know, the, this helped um, contribute to uh, my club's acceptance of terms that would allow us for physical contact at ODP. Here's a here's a, a segue for you. Um, the ODP camp or clinic, excuse me, ODP clinic in Round Rock. For, first of all, the boys side of it is sold out. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from people saying, hey, I can't register. I'm trying to. And uh for better and worse, as I've said, it's sold out. It's sold out in the shortest amount of time that I, I can even remember. Like, you handed this job over to me in 2015. Can you remember a, camp, a, a camper clinic that closed in less than 72 hours? No, but, I mean, it just shows that people want to go do stuff. And, I mean, and, and even those clubs that used to do a lot more than everybody else here, they're, they're not doing as much now. And... Uh, was it um and people are and, and people want to do stuff. I mean, people are, are tired of kind of watching Mulan on Disney Plus <laughs> or something. Or um and I mean it's it's just one of those things where I mean you can't go to the movies 
as much. You can't necessarily go to bars and restaurants as much. So it's it's one of those things where people want to go out and do stuff on the weekends, and this is something to do. So I'm, I mean, and, and I'm not surprised it's sold out. I mean, I believe the women are going to get sold out too. I, I think they're like at least two thirds full. I think so. that's totally true. Yes, and the women in Austin camp have never even been close to being sold out. I, I don't think they've ever had over twenty or twenty five kids no, or I, people. Mm-mm. And now they're going to have they're going to probably have fifty, which is yeah. great. It is great. Just absolutely great. Yeah. I can't wait. Like it's, it's, um, by the way, I didn't know everybody was watching Mulan, but anyway, that's a different conversation for a different time, but it's, it's good news, not only for this particular clinic, which is taking place in Round Rock, it's providing a little bit of hope, more hope. Um, we have nothing to announce, but there's still, you know, movement toward getting something done in Houston. I obviously both you and I absolutely I was going to say want, it's even more than want to have that done. Like the number of people from Houston who said we tried to sign up for Round Rock, but we couldn't was just huge. And so I, again, the demand for this is just massive. And then it's in, it's good that we're going to have two or three more camps after this. Yeah. Uh, Including, like we said last week, hopefully down in the, in the Rio Grande Valley. And then hopefully, well, not hopefully uh, the Louisville camp is on the calendar so yep, that, that's yeah that's where anyone for, for those that are listening that's going to be the one in north texas that's where Louisville is and that'll be at the Louisville west side aquatic center that'll be the sunday of thanksgiving weekend do you think uh, i i tell people that that's the best facility in texas but i'm not sure it could be it could be um north side I'm, i i can't make up my mind about that north side's a pretty good facility actually garland isd which is also in north texas just is they're finishing up on a facility that was built and designed by the same people that did the West Side one. No kidding. And it's bigger. No way. It's bigger. It's about the same length. It's about 70 meters in length. And then they have, instead of four lanes for shallow pool, they have six lanes for, for their shallow pool. This is in addition to the 70 meters. And the deck space is much, much better. Joe, why are we not having ODP in the state of Texas? <laughs> we should be having national championships here. Because that pool is not open yet. <laughs> okay, so, fair enough. And uh, was it? Um, and there's there's lots and lots of stuff. So yes, baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, that's a big baby step, though. I didn't know about that facility, and of course, it makes me insanely jealous about not well, having those facilities in like, Central Texas. You have to understand, like you know, whenever I left Houston to go to North Texas. Um, there weren't all that great facilities down in Houston. I believe it. Yes. Yes, you had the Fort Bend ISD pool. Um, U of H had been built. But now, like, there's the Conroe pool. Yeah. There is um, – there's a ton of pools all over the place, like, all deep, like, down like down in Clear Creek ISD. It used to be all kind of seven-lane shallow deep, and then they dug out, and they made their pools deeper, and they built eight-lane all-deep pools at all their other schools. So, uh, like, you know, like the new pool at Lamar, there's a ton of new facilities that are opening and it's just, it's a very different atmosphere now than it was kind of 10 years ago. And even, you know, whenever I first got up to, uh, uh, North Texas, there weren't all that great. I mean, there, there weren't huge facilities. Yeah. Now there's a ton of them, which is great. Yeah, it is great. Really good. And, uh, even that now we just need to get that trend to happen in Austin, right? I can't even address this issue. It's so frustrating. Uh, it was huge news when UT opened up another, well, opened up the outdoor portion of their pool. And it sounds like it's really great. I spoke with uh, head coach Tom Andrew uh, last weekend, but it's not really available. You know, it's like, it's, it's really made for the swim team and fair enough. The UT swim team is the, if not the best in the country among the top five, 
I get all of that. One of my assistant coaches is Jill Sterkel, one of the greatest swimmers in American history, and she's a UT grad and was a former coach at UT. So I understand how important it is to UT, but it's uh, it's frustrating that it can't take water polo in as much as we'd like. That's a commentary. You don't have to you don't have to say anything about that. Um, Tiska meeting is coming up. Um, we mentioned last week that Guy Baker is the keynote speaker. Um, he, again, former U.S. women's national team coach, two-time silver medalist. I think that's right. I think I said the same thing last week. Um, coached the Canadians as well as at La Marinda. And the, I was asking you uh, in between segments here about the role for Tiska and what this meeting means. And I, what I mean is, you know, Tiska as a water polo entity is going to, at the very least, change substantially once this becomes a UIL sport. So what would you say is the reason for this meeting or, you know, what's the focus going to be for this meeting as far as the remainder of the Tiska water polo agenda? Um, and then what, what might it look like in the future? Well, our podcast interview for this week is Ashley Scott Slate, who is the Tisco Water Pole Chair. So I'll be coming up here in the in the next segment and he's gonna answer a lot of kind of what you just kinda of, kinda of hit upon. But Tisco Water Pole is a coaches association, mm-hmm. just as Tisca is a coaches association for swimming. So right. Tisco Water Pole is the coaches association for water polo. Um and Tisco Water Pole is a subset of Tisca and this is this upcoming weekend is a Tiska Clinic. It's always been this weekend yeah. for years and years and years. It's normally in person in Austin, and this year is going to be virtual. But this is where they have different speakers. They get their business done. They uh, they have their general assembly. This is just Tiska in general. And then Tiska Waterpool always has their annual meeting at this uh, like kind of at this event. It's a, it's going to be virtual at five p.m. on this upcoming Friday. But in addition, they're also doing um, you know various clinics for beginners for beginner coaches, for experienced coaches. They, we talked about guy, yeah, about guy Baker's going to be there as well. Um, and they're just going to like, this is an opportunity to present what's going on. So there's the Tisca water pole board, which is an elected board based off of regions and such for, um, that uh, represents Tisca water pole between. Yeah. Between, uh, uh, the annual meeting. So, They've been doing a lot of stuff over the last six months, so this is going to be the opportunity for the Tisco Water Pole Board to, to present everything and give and give updates for the spring 2021 season, the what's going to happen for the fall 2021, what's going on with refs, what's going on with uh, with uh, like possible that like you know, like the education aspect of it, and there's going to be able people are going to be able to ask questions. There's going to be like there's normally elections that are done right. at these things. Um, there's not going to be elections for this upcoming weekend. Right. I think that like, that'll be done offline in uh, like kind of in an individual kind of region basis. But no, it's just it's an opportunity to present information to a captive audience. Okay, I was I, I was going to ask about the election part. Not that I didn't think there were going to be elections, but um, that is typically a pretty good chunk of the uh, agenda is to make sure that the regional reps are all chosen on the years that they were supposed to be chosen and so on and so forth so yeah all that stuff is going away as we know it but uh, we'll take it a different form in the future so um, well why don't we just go on to Scott right he's got all the answers and you're going to have the chance to speak with him later today so we'll come back with Joe's conversation with Scott Slay right after this Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warpolo programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warpolo, I always listen to TX Warpolo podcast. 
today we are with Scott Slay from Jordan High School in KDISD, a, kind of a new school. He's also the Viper Pigeon uh, kind of co-head coach or club director. He's also, for the purposes of this interview, is the Tisca Water Polo Chair, and we're going to be talking about Tisca Water Polo. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing well today. Has it been a bit of a hectic August, September and such? It's It's been new, uh, doing some virtual teaching, doing uh, some in-person teaching, uh, got a new 60-kid high school swim team, um, uh, opening a brand new swimming pool. Uh, there's, there's a lot of new going on. My daughter's a ninth grader on the campus, so there's a lot of new things happening right now. And then your kids are either virtual or at home. Everything is different and everything changes from day to day. So, yeah, um, everybody wears way too many hats. And you, over the time, if you and I have known each other for 20 years now, have worn a ton of different hats. And right now, kind of one of those hats is Tisca Water Polo Chair. So what is Tisca Water Polo? Kind of what is Tisca? Tisca is the Texas Interscholastic Swimming Coaches Association. So Tisca works kind of hand in hand with the UIL as far as swimming and diving goes. And now um, in the fall of 21 and currently right now uh, with water polo uh, coming online, it, we will be associated you know, part of Tisca within the UIL. Um, you, Tisca just gives coaches, swimming coaches, support, education, um, and really that's the main two things, like just a, an organization that swim coaches can be a part of, and, and every year there's a big clinic that's coming up this weekend, and uh, it's just, a lot of it's supposed to be an educational component, and a little bit of having fun getting out of town and, and just, you know, meeting coaches and talking. Not not getting out of town this year. It's all virtual. Not getting this out of town this year. So it's going to be a, a different type of Tisca clinic. I hope it works out. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, this just from an outsider kind of looking in. And I've been a Tisca member here and there as well. But just Tisca has given a lot of support, a lot of structure to Tisca Water Polo. And just, just the Tisca Water Polo is just that group of coaches that kind of run everything. And, and then there's the Tisca annual meeting, which is this weekend. And then there's a Tisca board that is kind of, you know, between annual meetings. And, and I assume that you guys have been getting like kind of together a lot over the last six months or so, right? Uh, well, it's been, a, obviously everyone in the world knows what's been going on. I think there's just been a lot of uncertainty. Um, the biggest thing right now is just, you know, figuring out how they were going to pull off this clinic. Um, really all we all I've done is just give them my report on, on, you know, Tisca or Tisca water polo, which is happening. The board meeting happens on Thursday night before the clinic actually gets going. Um, and you know, with, with everything that's been happening, there wasn't a whole lot to report, um, for this year. Cause we're kind of at a standstill and the, I, I feel, I feel for the UIL right now. Um, they're trying to get our, a new sport online at the same time they're having to deal with all of these issues with having they want to continue their sports in a safe manner and and getting all that put together i really i is i, I can't i can't imagine what they've been going through so we would like to be further along but I, I i see us working towards things and i think think things will get moving here fairly quickly so i mean is i mean as far as this upcoming spring 2021 still going to be a high school club season correct correct the last one 
Yeah, the last one, and that'll be, and then I'll go into the fall, kind of, kind of twenty twenty one. Any essential steps between now and next fall? Uh, we need. There's a lot of essential steps. Um, I'm assuming um, we are working on. Uh, we're shifting gears, possibly with our officials association. That is not a final word as of yet, um, but it, it it's got the blessing of the the officials in the state. And now we are working on getting a blessing from um, the UIL um, and it, the, what we're the association that we're looking at going towards. This is just this is kind of step one in the whole process is getting uh, the organization is TASSO as the name of the organization. And we are getting and it, the big thing with that organization is they already they referee all the team sports in Texas and water polo is a team sport. And so that gives us a big association and a bigger pool of officials that we can potentially pull from as we expand the sport. Yeah, and, uh, and then, I mean, referees are always uh, like, you know, vital week, never have enough referees, but we also want plenty of teams playing next year too. I mean, I, I guess kind of a big challenge is getting those teams that are, that haven't played to, to possibly plan or those big or those big swim teams to buy in and yeah for water polo have you had some discussions with school districts uh, um, uh, other coaches and such i've discussed with this school district that i'm in currently we're working towards making that happen i will say i'm a little concerned with our current environment that some teams might be a little more hesitant to get started so that is something that we're going to have to work around and, and encourage people to you know that they can still do this um, I, and I think the logistics, uh, it's just getting people to buy in and not be afraid of the logistics of starting a new program in their facilities has been the, the thing that you've had to work with with other people. They just they have to know that it, it, it's happening at a time where swimming's kind of in a dead zone, I feel like in August, um, and then at the start of swimming. And, and water polo, for the most part, for majority of teams, is going to be over by late September um early october so I, I really think every both sports are going to have plenty of time to, to to work together oh yeah i think it's just it's a it's the great unknown right now and then then you throw in kind of what's going on you know around the country around the world it's just you know there's a lot of unknowns and people are a little afraid of unknowns and change sometimes so it's just yes. convincing those teams and like, you know, and, and again, I know the UL is going to get all the information out to the schools here this fall. People are going to make their decision for this for next school year, this upcoming December, January. But it's just like, hey, if they don't start this first year, that's fine. They're to, our, like, our goal is just to have a baseline and we're going to have 150 teams or 200 teams start. That's right. Yeah, that's great. Really, the, the issues like the I, I, whatever we start with, we start with. You know, like you said, whether it's 150 or 200, we were already at those numbers. We were looking at those numbers before UIL even happened. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the sport has just seen tremendous growth, but it's just the, the concern. I think a, a little bit of the concern is with a little bit of economics at this time is, you know, the school districts are, are, are pinching back a little bit, I think. Um, and hopefully that doesn't impact us too bad. Um, but I, I think we will have a good product to start and, uh, and plenty of teams. I, I think we'll be at a good starting point. Yeah, it's gonna be a good starting point and then we have to build it. But, you know, with this whole thing, and I know you run clubs and I mean, we're gonna have to build our clubs back up a little bit. We're gonna have to build our, oh, yes. our events back up a little bit. And that's okay. That's just, that's gonna be part of the challenge. And this is not just, you know, kind of unique to the water polo world. This is, 
this is this is kind of kind of uh, throughout society. So, but here, as, yeah, go ahead. I think with all of that, including clubs, because I, I, my club just started back on Saturday. We finally got back in the water last Saturday, and one, the kids were very excited, <laughs> um, to say the least. I'm sure their parents they were... were very excited. Um, and, it, and we had to limit our practices. We couldn't have, like, we are limited to 24 kids for practice right now. So we, we couldn't get everyone in the water, but it's a start. And if we, we show that, you know, we're going to do it safely, we can get more time. It, um, and people need to take this time and, and like, like kind of evaluate what they're doing and, and to make it better. Exactly. What we're trying to do. Exactly. And, um, this upcoming weekend, which, you know, they, the, like the reconfigured, uh, kind of, kind of Tisca clinic where, I mean, I think you've worked hard to get a nice little cast of people that are going to be talking. Um, how can people get the information for the upcoming Tisca clinic? Well, it's really big. Um, um, I, I had to look at it today, but on the Tisca website, uh, just Tisca.org. Yeah. It's TiscaOnline.org. Tisca yeah. Um, it's, uh, you just, it's right there front and center on their website. So you can click on it and it's all the information you need. I think that's the best place to find it. Of course, you can find it on their Twitter. Um, they have a Facebook page, but I mean, tiscaonline.org, like you said, that's the best place to get linked up into that meeting. Um, we have some good speakers. There's a good swimming speakers. There's good water polo speakers. There, there, anything that you want to do in UIL slash Tisca aquatics is, is there for you this week and kind of like the water polo keynote speaker i guess is guy baker right yes um, so, so okay, I, go ahead. I've, I've known um he's three-time olympic coach uh, I, i'd say he built our women's program into what it is which is best program in the world um and i've i've known coach baker for 20 years um and he yeah i just on a whim said you know what i'm gonna try to get Guy Baker to be the speaker at the Tisca conference this year. And he was more than happy to do it. Um, he really wanted to get a trip into Austin and he doesn't get a trip into Austin, but maybe next year we'll get him. And, and really what we're doing, I want him for more speaking than what we're offering right now. But if we can get a taste this time around, I think we can get him for, you know, a couple hours, a couple on a couple different days and, and block him off and really get some good information from him. Yeah. I think there's he's a very good teacher of just basic fundamentals of the sport. Yeah. I mean, I've known guy about as long as you've known guy and he's been very, very, um, he doesn't, there's no state secrets. Here it is. This is what I do. Please do it. If you have any questions, please let me know. And my, and my, and my favorite guy Baker story from back in the day, this is right after the 2008 Olympics. He had an old pace clinic. Do you remember the old pace clinics? And this was at the um, University of Houston at Texas, or the University of Texas at Houston Health Science Center pool, that 50 meter pool where hops practices. And we probably had too many people sign up for it. And it was long, it was hot, it, and that's okay. And guy came in with Brenda Villa and a couple, uh, like, uh, like, like some additional kind of like Olympians. And a coach that will not be named kind of came up to us at lunchtime and goes, Coach Baker, kind of thank you so much for coming, but when are we going to do the higher level skills? And Guy Baker, I will never forget this. He just looked at me and goes, uh, these are the higher level skills. This is what we do every day in practice. 
and he was completely telling the truth. And this is exactly, uh, exactly. Unfortunately, that coach took his kids and left for the, the second half. But, you know, it's one of those things where guys been coming here a that's long, long time. What was that? I said, that's not embarrassing at all. Yeah, exactly. But, but, um, but, you know, but, but guy keeps coming back. Um, I'm, I mean, I consider him kind of uh, like a borderline friend type thing. So, I mean, I mean, I like, you know, I'll always go and yeah, I'll always go and say hi. So I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's coming in and I'm glad that the rest of the Texas high school coaches are going to have an opportunity to learn from him. So. And, he, and the biggest thing with him is he's an open book as far as like the knowledge of the sport. I mean, and like his, what his speech is, is basically I asked him to give us like what he thinks are the essential skills in a, you know, in the short time frame that can really help these new teams or even, you know, established teams. Cause I mean, really like no matter who you are, like, I'm, I'm starting a brand new high school program eventually at this school that I'm at right now, and they're gonna need to know those skills. And, and it just doesn't happen overnight. The last one, it, the foster, it took a couple of years to get those kids where they needed to go. And those, and it, it's important to get the basics down. Yeah, and there's other and there's other good speakers too. You got uh, Ty Halford's talking about you know like kind of how to set up your UIL program. You got Chris Cullen that's going to be doing like this is this is your kind of your whole this is how to start a water polo program. These are the basic basic skills to teach. And then I think Troy Goddard's talking about kind of how to use your water polo program to grow your high school swim team. So there's lots of good information coming. So Scott, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, uh, kind of good luck this upcoming weekend. And I will definitely see you virtually this weekend. All right. Sounds good. That was Joe's conversation with Scott Slay, the chairman of the Tisca Water Polo Committee. Is that right? Did I get that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, But that's it. We're done. Like, we've already given all the stuff that we know, and, and except for the reminder to go to TotalWaterPolo.com and check out the new podcast and go to TXWaterPolo.com and look at our new gear um, and wear it with pride on or off the pool deck. But th- but that's it. Thank you very much, Joe. All right, James. Take care. Thanks. You too. Thanks again to Scott Slave for taking the time to talk with us. And thank all of you for listening, for telling a friend about this podcast and the other one that I just mentioned, and for continuing to give us uh, donations, if you want to call that, to help us stay afloat. Um, which you can do if uh, by con- uh, you can contribute by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. But until next week, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.